Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have Dara today, who's head of online and just a specialist in e-commerce in general. Dara, how are you doing? Sam, uh, all good. And you? Yeah, very good, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Uh, Dara, can we start off by you telling our audience a little bit about yourself and your career to date, please? Sure. Um, I suppose, firstly, Tom, thank, thanks for having me on. i um, been listening to it over the last couple of weeks, really enjoying it. So, um, yeah, it's very interesting to hear from other industry professionals. So, I guess, keep up the good work in the podcast. Um, I'm sure I speak for many in that regard. Um, so, yeah, myself. Um, so, I guess I'm 38 years old at the moment, just gone. Um, been working in e-commerce, um, well, nearly 20 years. <laughs> it's just uh, most of my lifetime at this stage. Um, so, I guess where did it start? I guess I've, I've always been kind of obsessed with technology from the time I was very, very young. Um, had the opportunity, I guess, upon leaving school to, to go study something in tech. Um, the other thing going on in my life at the time would have been would have been sports. I had a, kind of an opportunity to, to pursue that as well. So I actually took a year out kind of post doing the leave insert um, with the idea of kind of pursuing the sport end of it. So, of course, uh, typical fashion, I ended up doing neither of those things and not going to college and not particularly pursuing the sport so well. So I went straight into work. <laughs> um, so, uh, along with, with, with my mother and father, actually, we opened a bit of a family business, which was... Um, Started as a, as an internet cafe. It seemed, seemed like a really really good idea in about 2004. Um, of course, figured out that you really need to be doing a lot of kind of auxiliary services in order to make any sort of money uh, out of running an internet cafe. If you can imagine, uh, we we had ten computers. You're charging four your own hour. You're not you're not making a lot of money. Um, so uh, out of necessity, kind of started to learn a little bit about web design. So I kind of got into it. That was my my kind of start in digital, I guess. Um, it, like I say, completely through necessity, had to basically learn to build a company website for us, and then uh, kind of from that started selling that service on. Um, from from that, that was Access Point, our, our company back then. We moved on to um, I kind of had a bit, I got a bit of a bug for for graphic design around that time, so I actually took a a, a job with a newspaper, a local newspaper, uh, basically designing ads in the paper, and then kind of. Uh, Enjoyed that for a little while. Uh, took a role with a sign writing company in Athlone, uh, Spectrum Signs. Shout out Paul. Um, took that role again. That was a, a real step up in terms of the the I suppose skills that required in terms of that large format design. Um, so complete change from what I'd been doing. Um, did that for a couple of years and then kind of went out on my own, which I think was probably the the natural progression for what I was always likely to do was kind of go out and freelance. So. Did that for a number of years, like right up to kind of 2011, um, and then I took a role with um, GameStop. Uh, so I spent five years with GameStop uh, as their kind of um, e-commerce kind of manager for Northern Europe. Um, didn't didn't start as that. Started as a kind of junior web designer and, and moved up to, to uh, e-commerce manager for Northern Europe. Uh, Really cool place to work, kind of pretty exciting. Nice products, obviously. Video games is a is a interesting enough industry. Um, you know, the remit was pretty broad as well, which was nice. So I I think like in terms of being given an opportunity, um, 
that was huge in my career in terms of being able to to really kind of grab hold of something and make it my own. Yeah, um, you know, I had cool. a lot of experience out of that that company. So uh, uh, from there, I decided it was probably a, a, a good time to kind of go agency side and experience that. Um, so I took a role with Monsoon Consulting. Um, they kind of very much focus on live a split, I guess, across kind of content and commerce. Um, very much a tech delivery house. Um, and, and what I kind of went in to try to do was was add a bit of kind of client success to what they were doing. Um, obviously, really, really good at really strong in terms of, of kind of tech delivery and product delivery. But I guess they they were running into the thing where most of their clients were kind of going, oh, that's great. You built me a website. Now, how do I make money out of it? Um, so. I kind of went in to, to do that, uh, did that for a little while, um, and kind of was fortunate enough to, uh, I guess, get a, a role at one of Ireland's kind of, I suppose, most recognized brands anyway, in terms of um, the, the retail industry with, with um, Eason. So I uh, went and spent about two years with Eason, huge project there, rolled out um complete re-platform of e-commerce. Um, like literally from the ground up and then uh also a crm project as well so that was kind of something i hadn't really done before um the e-commerce project there as well was was um really interesting because they were really trying to go for a full omni-channel experience for customers and, and kind of roll it out across the kind of in-store experience as well as online tying in all of our marketing channels as well so it was a, a really really interesting project and um, there for about two two and a half years um, and then moved on to Diageo actually I believe uh, you had one of my colleagues from the you know, storehouse on Phoebe Dunn was somebody I worked with actually yeah yeah, so, Phoebe's uh, great. yeah yeah she is she's great um, so was with Diageo actually I joined the kind of tail end of 2019 and we all know what happened at the start of 2020 um, <laughs> so uh, very interesting I was in a storehouse was the kind of remit in there I kind of went in Again, that that kind of replatforming and, and kind of system side was the bit I really went in for. Um, they were they were looking to kind of replatform their ticketing solution for Guinness Storehouse. Um, and I guess a, a rebuild the website was included in that as well. But um, it, an interesting one, obviously very much uh, impacted by COVID, I suppose. And the, and the remit of that role completely changed. I think. Phoebe probably mentioned Shopify, and that's something that we rolled out um, while I was there as well across the retail and some really, really exciting stuff. I mean, it's, I'm sure, like like Phoebe would have said, Guinness is a, a really cool brand to work for. Like, you know, it's, um, I guess it's, it's iconic and, um, you know, um, really, really cool place to work. Um, yeah. The Agile is obviously a monster. It's such a massive company. Like, you know, it's, um, and then to work for such an iconic Irish brand as well on top of that was was a, a really brilliant experience. Um get onto my current role then. Um so I've been with Velo Coffee Roasters here in Cork. Um I'm here since February. So we're operating in the UK and Ireland at the moment. Uh with e commerce. We separate stores for both. Um look the idea is we're we're a small enough company here. Um so I guess my my remit is a lot broader probably than it's been in any other organization I've been in. The the responsibility is a bit bigger. Um, you know, I guess the 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 challenge is there, but it's um you know, it's pretty exciting. It's a, it's a really cool product, multi award winning. Um it's always it's always handy when the you know, the product kind of speaks for itself. 
all you've got to do is put it in front of the people in the right way. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it definitely makes things easier when you when you can really stand behind the product, you know. You'll be delighted to hear I'm a coffee drinker of Velo as well. So, oh, very good, um, very good. Yeah, yeah. So I am, I am uh, one of your target target audiences, I suppose. Um, I, I must say, Dara, in terms of the show, your experience, I, I think, would sing to anyone. As in, you've had one just. You, I'd say you're one of the most hireable people in Ireland for the digital space because you've worked. SMEs, but you've also worked large corporates. Um, I also see, I, maybe I'm just making this a general assumption, but you don't hang around long enough to go stale in your knowledge. I find sometimes some some people are very good and very motivated staying when they're staying at a company for a long time, but usually by dipping out of industries and going into new ones and maybe going from B to C to B to B or vice versa um it keeps you on top of your game and it gives more strings to your bow so i can only imagine the amount of experience that you could go through but to summarize what would you see as your main go-to strengths in digital at the moment i was funny and the way you mentioned it there i guess what i would see as my key strength is actually that adaptability <laughs> you know which probably has led to me um i suppose maybe i get the itch a little sooner than some might because i do like i i, I kind of I like to learn new things. Um, like to experience new industries. Um, and actually, to be, to be fair, one of the things that I really, really like about where I am now, I suppose it's changing all the time. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a company that's growing so quickly. Um, from week to week here, things are different. Um, whereas I think maybe okay, Guinness Storehouse is probably a bad example because of the time frame we're talking about in terms of there was a lot of change there at that time because COVID really. Um, but organizations like that and GameStop and places like that would have been very settled. Um, I do tend to end up coming in and uh, ripping things up and starting again when I when I join. I don't know if that's coincidence or if that's something in my personality. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's it is it, it's that adaptability and flexibility. And I guess I, I I try not to tie myself to any particular area. I guess you could say I'm a bit of a generalist in terms of digital. Um, I, I don't really focus on any one given aspect of digital. Uh, E-commerce has been the thing that I've ended up in, but I think that's because it ties together all the elements, really. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, um, absolutely love that. So uh, obviously design has been part of your initial career. Has that kind of benefited you moving forward? And would you advise anyone that might be starting off in digital that could be listening, how important or or any any advice you could give them there around that area of digital? I do think it's 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 an interesting one to start in because um, I, I certainly from my experience of working on the tech side of things a lot, um, if you start by understanding the tech, you can almost limit your creativity in terms of what the solution might be um because you know you, you probably understand that it might be more difficult from a tech perspective to, to implement what what's probably the, the best design um whereas if you start from the perspective of a designer um and let the tech be someone else problem i guess um you know i think that's probably an advantage all right um i think obviously beyond the, the blatantly obvious it gives you a bit of a, a an advantage in terms of user experience and and i suppose branding and and you know that element of it and, and just i guess coming up with 
with advertising that die catching and you know engaging that from that perspective it's been an advantage but i do think more so on the kind of uh, not being limited by the tech and um, you know only being limited by your ideas yeah brilliant and uh is there a campaign or any of your previous work that you're really proud of or you made really successful you know uh, there's, there's always there's one of these that always comes to mind anytime that is the something that comes up as an interview question fairly regularly um it's it actually it goes back to gamestop um we ran a campaign around and this was the reason i'm so proud of this one is it was a kind of combination of a of a marketing campaign and a tech solution that kind of hadn't hadn't existed previously so we basically um it was around the launch of grand theft auto 5 and gamestop business model revolves around the idea of uh of, you know grading games in and, and pre-owned games so it's something that they could they without the kind of trading model they might struggle to compete in terms of price against discounters they're not really a discounter uh, so the idea would be that in, in store what you would do is you trade two games in and get you know the, the latest pre-order title in this case grand theft auto for five five euro ten euro whatever it would be heavily discounted and it gives you that ability to advertise it as you know get grand theft auto for ten euro course that was something that was incredibly difficult to execute online you're not bringing your two games into a gamestop store and trading them in we wanted to i suppose make this an online thing so we were able to build something out where basically like a nearly reverse logistics project where we were basically allowing customers we would send them out an envelope they'd send their games back into us that would almost credit off their pre-order and and like a complicated enough system, but I guess the reason I, I, I was so proud of it was it was something that I think even internally in the organization it was just considered too much hassle to do, and we, we just proved that it was possible. Uh, ended up being their, their for, for GameStop in Ireland, it was their highest ever online pre-order. Um, so yeah, a, a really successful one, and one that uh, was really fun to work on as well, I guess. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. I can imagine you've seen a lot of changes, especially with your e-commerce experience throughout the years of, you know, it was could have been Google AdWords near the beginning and went into Google Shopping and, you know, uh, the Facebook, the whole meta marketplace came into play and, and all these areas. But looking at the landscape at the moment, is there any is there any advice you could give anyone listening about opportunities in the current landscape like if you started a business now depend if it was product based e-commerce based where would you tell them to focus you know i think uh marketplace is probably where i would start um and not necessarily facebook marketplace but marketplaces in general um it's a really good kind of method of proven demand for for a product e-commerce based product i think um obviously you you probably want to bring it back to a kind of direct sales model if you can but i think marketplace is, is you know you're, you're really you're leveraging their the, the whole kind of uh i suppose scale of of these market will be that whatever it is ebay or, or facebook marketplace um you know etsy any of these places like it, it's a really good way of getting your product in front of people um in a pretty low risk way um, obviously, direct-to-consumer has become, become pretty, well, it's become a lot more simplified now with, with platforms like Shopify, um, you know, so I think that's... Amazon a, as well, I suppose, is yeah, the big Amazon, one that you're... Absolutely, you're absolutely. Like, um, 
I mean, there's obviously the understanding that you're going to give up a percentage when you when you're on any of these platforms. But uh, in terms of a low risk way to get you know to market, I think that any of those marketplace kind of places are the the way to go. I think for for a startup, certainly. The the cool thing about Amazon and uh, like I, I actually agree with your point. By the way, I, I think it is a good, a really good strategy for for a business. And probably you have one product. You use platforms like Amazon. You take advantage of their whole uh, FDA section, so you can have you know next day shipping and Prime, and so you send off your stock and manage it that way. So you're not even ho- hosting a lot of your stock. And then from that, yeah, obviously with the long term goal of going direct sales to your own website, be almost you're willing to say that product is going to last. X amount of time, and you build a bit of an audience and network in the hope that you build out a brand further on. I, we're just talking strategies, I suppose, but I, I see that working really well. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you know when when you when you look at something like an Amazon, it's actually very and like you know people will look at the maybe the fee that Amazon take and think oh, that's you know that's that's a lot of money to pay over, but I think that's usually because of the the lack of maybe understanding of just quite how expensive it is to get into warehousing and fulfillment yourself. Uh, the manpower is required to do that. You know, um, the expertise is required to do it. It's not it's not a simple thing to do, you know. Um, not in an yeah. efficient way. You can do it in a, on a small scale. But as soon as you, if you want to go international, to be quite honest with you, like, <laughs> you really need a fulfillment partner unless you're building custom fulfillment solutions yourself. Yeah, really well said. And is there any particular softwares you use, Darren, daily that really enhance your role? Um, you know, uh, Shopify is the platform we're on here, and it's something that I I swear by. And honestly, uh, it's uh, it's a real game changer for for particularly for small to medium enterprise. Um, it's incredibly flexible. Um, you know, it's the whole class to deploy. Um, a really really great way of kind of rapid prototyping things. Um. And obviously a, a really growing app marketplace which means it's very extensible um i guess the other bits that we what i, I kind of started to lean on and um, again this was a, this was a very e-commerce-y but uh there's an app actually for um for shopify called uh, lifetimely um really cool tool just pulls together all your kind of uh it, it's basically an analytics tool, but what it does is pull together your marketing spend through all the different channels that you're, you know, you're advertising across, be that Google Ads, Meta, TikTok, and basically pulls in all those costs so that you get a blended ROAS um, across all of your channels. Uh, it'll also take like if you've if you if you've input all your your cost of your goods, you'll get an actual cost of goods sold. Um, might sound like a really really simple thing, but like. That's the sort of thing that for smaller companies that don't maybe have, you know, complete ERP platforms to leverage, that's a really, really smart tool at a pretty low cost, you know. I I would say fifty percent of businesses don't have that correctly set up. I, I'd say more. I'd say about eighty percent of businesses haven't a clue what they're spending what their return on ad spend is. Yeah. Yeah. From all factors, you know, and and you know, like just uh Facebook can say they got so many conversions, and then you have your Googles who say they have so many conversions, and and you have your Google Analytics, which will only show you certain visibility on some traffic sources and some not. I, it they all you know 
uh, it doesn't matter what kind of system you have to you have to work out a way of of divvying all that up so that that is an excellent example um away from your strengths Dara, someone like you like what would you be looking and upskilling into is there any areas you would want to learn more about or are you just refreshing your tools and in where you're comfortable in now um you know one of the things that i kind of really would like to know more about and i suppose upskilling is the area of automation i mean that i suppose from a bit more of a, a holistic standpoint not necessarily any specific process of automation um but i guess like it, it's more around the strategy of automation um and and figuring out which processes should be automated and, and where the you know I guess one of the things that I've been looking into a lot is a thing called value stream mapping um, and being able to decide like where the value in processes are, where the wait times are, you know, your, your kind of lag and lead stuff and, and, and figuring out exactly how you can automate processes in order to I thought, maximize productivity. Um, that might be a bit of a boring one, but I think it's uh, when, when, you, when you go to scale, I think that's something that's hugely important. So it's an area I'm really looking at at the moment. Brilliant. And just to add to that, is there anywhere where you, you look currently for new information or insights? Sure. Do you know, Medium. Medium is really good. Um, pretty much every topic you can imagine is covered over there. Um, you know, it, it's basically just a blogging platform. So, um, But I, I find it excellent. There's some, some really, really good content out there. Um, because with Velo here, we're, we're obviously part of a lot of Enterprise Ireland programs, being, being an SME. Um, they actually have a great library of resources um, it can be a really good place to look um, and obviously like again if you're a small business particularly those sort of supports are excellent we were, we, we were just on the Go Global for Growth program with EI um, you know got quite a lot out of that as well um, the other thing I'd say is, is all those sort of courses and events the, the actual usually the best part of them is actually the networking you get at them and I think that's a great resource you want to learn new things is, is speak to other people in the industry and not necessarily yeah. in your direct industry. Like, I mean, the, the, the particular course we were on, there was actually a number of construction companies, and we probably picked up a lot off them. You wouldn't think it's some, you know, they, you wouldn't think they were industries we'd pick up a lot from what we did. Yeah, business is business at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it, everyone's handling money and moving money around and marketing and trying to get a name out. It, it, no matter the industry, there is a couple of fundamentals that, you know, if you if you meet one that has their operations really tight That's and. It. Uh, excelling really well surely there's something to learn from so yeah really good points um probably linked to that is there any areas in the industry as a whole that you might uh, you're looking into that you think is going to be exciting in the future or anything coming up um i guess the the, the stuff that's kind of coming up i guess uh, that everyone talked about is the idea of, of I suppose the metaverse and, and AR and VR and, and they are interesting areas and I think they've got a place in e-commerce. Um, I still think we're a long way off, um, but it does seem to be the next space um, or certainly it's been pushed to be the next space. It'll be interesting to see if that actually turns out to be the case. Um, there's certainly been a lot of money put behind it. Um, it will be interesting to see the, the, the kind of um, what that will mean in practical terms for commerce. Um, that's that's an area I'm kind of interested to see and see what the investments in it will be and who will be the the kind of marketplace holder on that one. I know certainly Meta are trying to be. Um, I would say Apple might have a, a a lot to say about that too. So it's going to be an interesting space. Uh, I I'd be watching that one. 
Love it. And Dara, lastly, we always ask the same question on the show, which is if you could boil up one personality trait that you have that you could pass on to others, what would it be? Um, you know, the the one thing I would say is is kind of uh, don't be afraid to cry. Um, uh, I started this by telling you that I, I, I didn't go to college or university. I have no third level education. Um, I've learned a lot of what I've learned over the years by being self-taught, just being curious and digging into things in my own spare time and, and, and figuring out how to do things. And I think, uh, and faking it until you make it, you know, not, not saying, oh, I can't do that. Um, just saying, you know, oh, well, I don't have to do that now, but I will find out. And, and I think that attitude goes a long way, just the, you know, the, the willingness to give things a go. I think that's the one thing I would say is uh, I'd bottle if I could. Yeah, I think that's a great trait to have. Um, if anyone wanted to reach out to you, and I'm sure there probably will be a couple of people, um, how can they find you? Uh, how can they find what you're up to? Yeah, you'll get me on LinkedIn, uh, DaraVerseCoil over there. Um, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, at DVerseCoil. Um, I'll have a search of that. Uh, it's D-E-V-U-R-S-C-H-O-Y-L-E. And of course, check out Velo Coffee, which I'd is... Absolutely, um, give yeah. Velo a shout. Um, you'll... Yeah, maybe try the coffee as well. That's it. Thanks everyone for listening and thank you for being on the show, Dara. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it.